Welcome to this week's Energy Show. If you're listening, you're probably interested in getting solar for your home or for your business. And you'll go through the normal process of getting a bunch of quotes, and you're going to get too many phone calls to count from solar salespeople. You're going to get a lot of conflicting information. It drives me absolutely crazy when customers get so confused because they've spoken to three different solar installers, and they've gotten four different perspectives on what to put on their roof and what's good and why they're the best. So um, today, we're going to try and sort through some of the jargon and the complicated terminology and the TLAs or three-letter acronyms um, that that confuse people. And um, unfortunately, sometimes they just get frustrated. So what, what I put together for today's show is really a step-by-step guide to compare the proposals from different solar installers. And we're going to start at the very beginning, which is where most people start, is they get a little bit of information from websites. Um, There's a lot of sites on the Internet where you can type in your zip code and get a quote about how great solar is going to be for your roof. And they're going to tell you it's great. And then, then they're going to ask you to type in your address and phone number and email And in addition to getting a quick estimate, which is usually if you're in a solar-friendly area and your neighbors already have solar, you know people, it's going to be good. But in addition to getting that estimate, you're going to get barraged with emails and phone calls. And, And essentially, a lot of these sites, they're generic, but they're basically a funnel for installers looking for leads. And um, it, it's a good way for big installers to get leads of solar customers, but um, it can be sometimes annoying um, to the homeowner because you're going to get a lot of calls. But maybe you're going to do that and um, you know just uh, kind of tolerate it. A better way to get started is really just to do a little bit of local research and find the local installers that have been in your area for a while that have been stalling and just ask them for quotes. You can find them on the internet. Um, There's no such thing as yellow pages anymore, so that's out. That's the way we used to do it. But uh, plenty on the internet and just ask around. So that's the first step. Call a few local installers and, you know, call some of the big chains too, just for comparison. And the first step is then to get some hard copy quotes. And what you're going to do is you're going to have, you know, maybe three or four quotes. They're going to be printed out with pretty charts and graphics, and it's going to be colorful. Um, Some of the layouts are going to be really good. But they're all going to kind of look the same. They're going to talk about kind of the same things, but it's going to be very confusing. So here's my step-by-step guide to compare the quotes that you get from solar installers. And I've broken it down into four steps. The first thing you want to do, and you you can kind of do some of this research up front, but the first thing you're going to do is compare the different installers. Find installation companies that you know and trust and you have references from. The second thing you're going to do is compare the cash price. We'll talk about that more in, in, in a few minutes. The third thing you're going to do is compare the equipment and the other services like maintenance, uh, cleaning, insurance, things like that. And the last thing you're going to do, the fourth thing, if necessary, you're going to try and compare the financing. So note that in this step-by-step, four-step guide, installers, cash price, equipment, and financing, I didn't mention comparing the performance of the systems. And that's because systems of similar sizes all have very similar performance. There's going to be slight differences maybe in terms of, you know, the efficiency or shading or, you know, this this installer may have a couple more panels rather than fewer. But it's going to get lost in the noise. It's much more relevant to look at the other factors, the price, the installer, the financing. 
The other reason why I'm not mentioning that, that I'm not suggesting that you try and compare the performance of the systems. And when I'm talking about performance, it, that these are this is the kilowatt hour output. In other words, the amount of electricity it generates, or sometimes that's obscured, or like the savings that the system is going to generate. The reason why it's it's um, not that useful to compare those things, although it, it, it one would think it is, but it's not, is it's almost impossible to sort out the different claims from the different installers. I can't do it, and you probably can't do it either. And here's why. The energy generation, the kilowatt hours that are generated by each system, are based on a lot of assumptions that the installers make about the equipment, about how... Um, how much shading there is, about the orientation, about the number of panels, about the, the dirt that accumulates on, on the panels, and a lot of other environmental conditions, the, the sunniness of your area, things like that. It also depends on the electric rates, and there's sometimes different electric rates that people can take advantage of. So when installers make assumptions about uh, and design a system for your roof, they're going to make these assumptions about the performance, about the equipment, about the shading, about the electric rates, and they're all going to use different numbers. Um, and, and some of them are going to use very optimistic numbers that are going to paint their system output in a really good rate, that way, and some of them are going to be more conservative. So the reality is it's easy to fudge these numbers. And the installation company sometimes can't even control it because it's the solar salesperson that types in a number and says you have 78% shading and there really may be 60% shading. Nobody's ever going to know. Um, but the, the numbers, if the shading is, is, is higher, that the system output from that um, installation company is going to look better and y y you can't really figure out what's right or what's wrong. So my advice is don't even really try to compare the energy output or the dollar savings from an installer to installer. You're going to get a headache and you're, you're going to get frustrated. Now, one thing you might see is, is you're going to see some different numbers and the installers that sometimes claim more output or much more savings, they may be exaggerating and it's hard to figure out what's right or what's wrong. So don't worry about the savings. It sounds very counterintuitive. Don't worry about the output. Um, focus on the installers, the price and, and the equipment. So Comparing installers. Obviously, you always want to do your research. This is a big purchase. I mean, you're going to be buying a system, whether you pay cash or finance it, that's going to cost you net somewhere between ten and thirty thousand um, dollars. You know, it's and and it's it's kind of like buying a, a car. Unlike buying a car, these things are all customized. They're improvements to your house. So you're going to want to be comfortable with the installer that you select. Get the the right kind of service. That the maintenance, if necessary, is all covered. So. Just be careful about that. So my suggestion is validate the installers that you're getting quotes from, from references, from the reputation that they may have created in your neighborhood for the number of years they've been in business, things like that. It's easy to do. Uh, just be careful of a, a brand new installation company uh, or, or a company that may be from out of town that just started to market in your area that, that isn't yet established. And ignore the companies that, that from whom you get a bad vibe. Uh, my, my experience and my advice in terms of getting the best service, is local is best. You, um, finding somebody, or if somebody comes to you and they have an office that's a thousand miles away or a hundred miles away, and they're opening up an operation there, and they don't have employees yet, it's going to be more expensive and more difficult for them to get your job done. You're not going to get as good service as you'd like. I also suggest that you find installers that have full-time employees that don't use contractors. So the, the people that are on your roof drilling holes in your roof are actually going to be responsible to the company that they work for, and they're going to care about your roof. Um, subcontractors are sometimes a little bit more expedient, 
but they're generally more expensive and they're less less focused on quality work. And, and that's that's just a, an absolute reality, although um, it's not something that you're going to be able to figure out until it starts raining. So find installers that you like, that you're comfortable with, from whom you get good references. Number one. Number two, you need to determine the cash price of the system that you're buying. And, and, and this is kind of like buying a car. Uh, I don't know if you've ever leased a car, but the, when you go to a car dealer, they're always talking about how great the lease deal is. And you can lease it for $199 a month or whatever. Um, it's always better to find out what the cash price of the car is and then negotiate on that cash price. So um, if in the case of a car, it's a $30,000 car, for example. Try and get the lowest price you can on the car. Go shop dealer to dealer to get that lowest cash price. Then once you figure out what the cash price is, then you can start talking about financing. Same thing with solar. Find out from the installer how much the system is going to cost if you pay cash up front. And you're going to find out how much that the particular system from that installer costs because the, all installers are going to give you stuff that's slightly different. We'll talk about how that works in a minute. So ignore financing for now. Ignore leasing. Ignore any kind of dollars per kilowatt that they're going to charge. Just find out the cash price. And if the installer only wants to sell you a, a finance system or something that's on a dollars per kilowatt hour basis, well, then you're going to have really a hard time comparing the value of that system because there's going to be installers that are going to quote you a, a cash price. You also want to ignore, for now, the incentives and the tax credits because they're all going to be the same from an installer to installer. Everybody's going to apply a 30% tax credit and everybody's going to hopefully apply properly the state incentives. All right, so now let's look at an example. You've got that cash price. Let's say the cash price is $20,000 before the investment tax credit and before any of the applicable rates. Now, you're going to get different cash prices from different installers because some installers may put in 21 panels, some may put in 18. It's hard to calculate. So here's how we compare these quotes on an apples-to-apples -apples basis. Basically, we're going to determine the size of the system in watts and then figure out the price of the system, not the total price, but the price per watt easy to do. So look at the proposals you get. See how many solar panels each installer has quoted. Let's say they one solar uh, installation company has quoted 20 panels. Figure out the size of those solar panels. So these may be 20 panels that are five, uh, 250 watts each. So 20 times 250 watts is a 5,000 watt system. And then what you do is you divide that size of the system in watts into the, the price of the system. And that's going to give you the cash price per watt. So in this example, um, it's a $20,000 system and the system is 5,000 watts, or sometimes they say it's five kilowatts. A kilowatt is a thousand watts. That works out to $4 a watt. And you want to calculate this number for each installer. So look at the cash price from each installation company divide by the number of watts that they're going to be putting on your roof, panels times the wattage per panel, and come up with the dollars per watt from each company. Really easy to do. It's going to take you five minutes, and that's going to really allow you to compare the cash price. Some of these may say, some installers may be at $3.80 a watt. Some installers may be at $5 a watt. And now you got an idea of where you're getting the best deal. The next step, step three, is compare the equipment and the services that the installer provides. Now, you've, you've heard me say this before. The solar panels are all pretty much the same. They're commodities. You pay more for higher efficiency, and higher efficiency is good if you don't have a lot of roof space. 
Um, but if you have enough roof space or you don't need a really big system, then you want to get the cheapest good panels. doesn't make a big difference, but that's why we're, we're doing that dollar per watt calculation. The next is people might talk about the inverters, the microinverters, the optimizers, the monitoring, the electronics. Just a very quick summary here. There's three kinds of inverters. There's string inverters. There's string inverters with optimizers. And there's microinverters. Uh, not going to get into the details of the technology on, uh, on today's show. But um, just keep in mind, the string inverters are always going to be the cheapest, but they're not going to be as shade tolerant. In other words, if you have a chimney in the way or there's some shading from a tree or a utility pole might, might be shading the array part of the time, you're going to get less output with a string inverter than if you were to use a system with microinverters or optimizers. Now, you always have to pay a little bit more to get something better, so the microinverters and optimizers are going to cost a little bit more money. But in my experience, if you have any shading at all, it's a good idea to lean towards something with a microinverter or an optimizer. If you have absolutely no shading, then it might be okay to go with a string inverter. Um, there's, there's also some safety issues that the microinverters typically are a little bit safer because um, there's no high-voltage DC on the roof. But there's additions and, and new versions of uh, string inverters that have some of the capabilities to solve that problem. Um, here at Cinnamon Solar, we've always been using microinverters, actually, for, for six years or so uh, before we use string inverters. They're both good. But if you have shading, lean towards microinverters and optimizers. So that's up with, with the electronics. Another bit of electronics that you want to think about is monitoring. And pretty much all microinverter systems have built-in monitoring. It's done on a panel-by-panel -panel basis. With um, optimizers, you can also get that monitoring. And string inverters can't monitor every panel. They can just monitor the system. You might want to think about getting that monitoring service. It's going to cost you about $500 to $1,000 more. And, and that's just the reality. But in my experience, now that it's become fairly standardized, it's, it's good to have. It's useful. Next, as far as the, the, uh, the equipment and the services, let's compare the services. Here's the reality. Every solar panel has a 25-year warranty. All the microinverters have 25-year warranties. String inverters usually have a 10-year warranty. So the thing to remember is if you're getting a system with microinverters, um, everything's already guaranteed for 25 years. So there's going to be no warranty service. Um, and if there is a problem, the manufacturer of that equipment, of the solar panel or the microinverter, is going to take care of the warranty. Your installer is basically just the wrench on the roof, swapping it out, and the installer gets paid for that replacement. So the, the reality in the solar industry is there is, for all intents and purposes, negligible repair and maintenance required on a system. You, you heard me say this. There's almost, there's no maintenance. Um, the only maintenance that you might encounter is if you have a string inverter. They're guaranteed for 10 years. Over a 20-year period, you might have to replace that inverter once. Um, but other than that, microinverters, panels, they're all guaranteed. I had another show about washing the panels. You can wash the solar panels if you want. That's going to be a special service. But um, I'm not aware of any solar installers who regularly include panel washing services for their customers. Why? Because it's expensive and they can't afford to do it. And if they claim they're going to do it, they might do it for the first year, but it's not going to be something that's cost effective. Um, that's a service that you can pay for or... You can do it yourself if you do it the right way. Sometimes people, uh, companies talk about insurance. 
there's really no insurance needed. It's insurance for what? Everything's going to keep working. If you're worried about a tree branch falling on your solar panel, then you probably shouldn't put the solar panels up in the shade. Um, and I've, I've, uh, I've never seen a tree branch damage a solar panel uh, because they're basically always in a sunny area. So the, the, the services aren't that important. The maintenance isn't that important. But if there is any service or maintenance required, that's where a local company is really helpful because they're going to do that for you most expediently. Okay, the last thing you want to do is try to compare the financing. And looking at your financing options, the the first, the cleanest, the fastest is a cash purchase. And that's just cash. So that $20,000 system, less the 30% tax credit, you're going to end up spending $14,000. You'll have to pay the $20,000. You take that that, uh, tax credit off on on your own, so you're going to get that $6,000 back on your taxes. So your net's going to be $14,000. The other option, a loan. There's bank loans. There's PACE loans, and, and um, there's, there's some other new special solar loans. And then the third kind of financing is leasing or PPAs, uh, power purchase agreements. So talking about these different options, and I'm just going to summarize them because we, we, I don't want to get too much into the weeds on, on today's show on that. The cash is the easiest. It's almost always going to be the most expedient, cheapest, and, and fastest. The next best option is what uh, is a bank loan, like a home equity loan, or we're starting to see a lot of these things called PACE loans or property assessed clean energy. And, and you can also just get a, uh, you know, a bank loan or sometimes installers provide loans. So once you've shopped for that best cash price, then finance it. It's just like buying a car um, or, or buying a house. Get the, get the cheapest thing you can find and now find the best financing. And you're shopping for financing based on the lowest interest rate, on the term that makes sense for you, and, and on the lowest origination fees. And what you want to watch out for are escalation rates on loans or special prepayment charges or, or anything else like that. Now, one useful thing, and uh, sometimes your installers can kind of help you sort through this, is whether or not the payments or the interest on the loan are tax deductible. So typically, if it's a home equity loan or, or PACE loans, uh, usually the interest is tax deductible. And there may be some loans out there where the entire payment is deductible. Your installer can, can give you his or her opinion. And then you got to talk to your accountant to find out really what you want to do. All right, so cash we talked about, loans we talked about. Last option, which is a good one, which has, has been driving the growth of the industry just because it, it's, a, it's a, an, a, an attractive way to buy systems, is leasing and PPAs. Here's the dilemma. It's very, very difficult to compare different leases and power purchase agreements or, or deals where you buy electricity back from the installer for 10 cents a kilowatt hour, whereas the utilities um, charging you 20. The reason why you can't compare these is there's just too many variables that are baked into all these numbers. There's the electri- electricity escalation rates. There's payment escalation rates. There's different terms. There's buyout provisions. There's the maintenance obligations. There's, there's a contract that you're going to have to sign that's 25 pages long. So it's really, really hard to compare that. And, and so my advice is find the best cash deal, and then you can decide if you want to do no money down and, and basically lease it or get a PPA. You're never going to own the system, but it's a, it's a, a, a low cash flow way to do it. Or spend a little bit of cash and buy it or take out a bank loan. And many installers can kind of help you with the math on that. We certainly do that here at Cinnamon Solar. 
So let's look at an example. Um, and, and this is what we present to our customers. And we're just kind of going to give them um, a 20-panel system. This is what fits on the roof. This is what we think they need, 20 panels, 250 watts each. So we're, we're, we're offering the customer a 5,000-watt system. And the total price, for example, is $20,000. That works out to be $4 a watt. Get your four quotes. The systems may have different, slightly different solar panels, different inverters, maybe different roof surfaces. But we've normalized the price so you can kind of compare those. And, and we're not going to really, at this point, worry about the output. So here's what your net cash outlays will be over 20 years. And this is kind of a the, the way we advise our customers to compare the different systems. Just see how much money you're going to have to spend on the system. And the big assumption there is that all the systems are going to generate about the same amount of electricity, which in my experience is a very realistic assumption. Maybe a few percent difference here and there, but over 20 years, it's not that significant compared to the cash that you spend on that system. So for this typical system, the cash system is going to cost 20000 but you have a tax credit, so you're going to end up spending $14,000 cash. Next best option is a bank loan, and um, just using some sample interest rates and terms, we, we're looking at the total payments for interest and principal over over the term of the loan, less the tax deduction of the interest, is about $21,000. So $7,000 more, it's basically the interest you pay to the bank. Another option is a PACE loan, Property Assessed Clean Energy, and, and we've done shows on that. I think they're great. That system, in this example, because I think there's a higher interest rate, is about $27,000, and that includes the tax deduction you get on the interest, and there are some situations in which it may be possible to deduct, to deduct the entire payments because these payments are done through your your property taxes, Property Assessed Clean Energy, or PACE PACE. And when it's done that way, it may be possible to deduct the entire cost. So if you deduct the entire cost for a PACE loan, that loan's probably going to come down more into the range of a regular bank loan. And the last option is a lease or a PPA. And you're just going to look at the monthly payments you make over the 20-year period of the lease or the PPA. And in that case, when I just add them up, $42,000. Now, you're going to note that, that what we didn't do here is we didn't break this out in, um, and consider the net present value or the discount rate or the electricity escalation rate or the payment escalations. I just keep it really, really simple for now. But you can see that there's just that, that trend of cash cheapest, then loans and pace, and then leases and PPAs. So to summarize, here's my advice. Get all the proposals in the same place. Get them on your desk. Ignore the pressure from what we call in the industry a drop close, where you're going to have the salesman say or saleswoman, you get an extra $1,000 discount if you close now, and, and there's, a, there's a really big rush to do this. My advice, ignore that. Be patient tune that out. Just say, give me the paper. I'll look at it independently. The equipment's all going to be about the same. Don't focus on the financing immediately and don't focus on the maintenance because for all intents and purposes, there is none. So focus on the cash price and focus on the installer's reputation and, and, and looking at that equipment. Is this good equipment? Is the monitoring going to work the way you expect? Is the installer local? And that's really going to help you make the best decision as to how to compare systems offered by, uh, by various installers. And, and I hope um, you, you take this information to heart, and it's really uh, driven by the fact that I get a little bit bummed out when I'm meeting with customers and, and they're just very, very confused. And, and I'm probably um, just as guilty as many others of uh, talking in jargon and these TLAs. But um, it's, it's really 
the, the solar installers and salesperson's efforts to make this as simple as possible. Well, that's all the time we've got on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts. 